0: Thank you for bringing up the power of editing. I always forget I can change things and post. Right? Just a little cut and snip. A little, little, oh, little cut and snip. Mm. 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 Oh, Johnny Bravo needed a
1: cut and snip. <laughs> hey, retro lovers. Welcome to the Nostalgia Junkies Podcast, where we talk all about pop culture, retro toy collecting, and nostalgia.
0: And now, here are your hosts, Alex and Brandon. Hey y'all, I'm Alex. And this is Joe. And we're here for the Nostalgia Junkies. So Joe, today we're going to be talking about various Cartoon Network shows and kind of just like the progression of Cartoon Network over the years. You know, both of us growing up in the 90s, Cartoon Network was kind of a huge staple of either your childhood or just like the lunchroom conversation, because that's like what we're all kind of watching, all kind of talking about. Everyone was talk, everyone watched and talked about Cartoon Network,
1: especially at Recess. Recess, we were always playing Cartoon Network
0: characters. Mm-hmm. And we had, like, our own little, like, cartoon, you know, multiverse kind of going on. Dude, like, everyone was talking about Powerpuff Girls. Everyone, like, I feel like even the boys, like, wanted to have, like, the Powerpuff Girls powers. I loved Powerpuff Girls. Like, Buttercup was probably my favorite. Autumn was, like, Blossom. Blossom. Or Blossom, yes.
1: Blossom. Blossom. Blossom was very pretentious. Yep. Then Bubbles was just bubbly. But I I just think
0: Buttercup was just one of the best. Well, there was three dynamic personalities. You had the leader, which is Blossom. Yep. You had Bubbles, who was like kind of like the Ditzy one. Yep, she's but she was she was just very, very sweet. She was like mm-hmm. almost like too sweet. She was like innocent. Yeah. And then you had Buttercup, who was, you know, just hardcore. And that was I mean, I feel like everybody loved all three of them for different reasons. I feel like if there was anyone that you actually just didn't like, it was it was Blossom because she was the leader. And I feel like she always kind of put on this I'm better than you type of thing. Yeah. And then what I love about
1: it is, like, it's the weird part that this dude made these girls in the lab. Yep. Like, sh- when I think of it, I think of sugar as blossom, spice is buttercup, mm-hmm. and everything nice is bubbles. bubbles. But then you see, like, Chemical X. Chemical
0: X comes in, and then, like, all of a sudden, an
1: explosion happened, and yep. kids are born.
0: And you see Professor Utonian is over on the corner, like, oh, and that's the day three little girls were made. Yes, it's, it's the craziest origin story. Mm-hmm. Of just a dude making meth. Dude, they, I will say though, they had some <laughs> of the best villains. Oh, th- dude, don't even the, get the me gang, started. Green Gang.
1: Don't even get me started on Mojo Damn. Jojo. It is a Mojo Jojo. I feel like Mojo Jojo wasn't even a villain. They just beat him up for certain reasons. Some episodes. I remember one episode he wasn't even doing he was anything. Going
0: grocery shopping. He was grocery shopping, and people were oh. terrified of him. And then they they. And know whooping it, whooping him. Yeah, the girls like it's Mojo Jojo. He's up to something. Dude is just buying groceries, Not buying even, some eggs, bro. Almost hom- hom- just wanted to make an omelet. He just want, he just wanted a Denver omelet in the morning. That's all he wanted. It was literally an episode. I felt like it was very racial. Like if you go back on
1: it, it's really three white girls beating up a monkey, and it's just like <laughs> uh, yeah. And it, and this dude is doing nothing wrong, and that's the episode. I'm like, yo, it's probably one of my, it's one, one of my oh, but- most favorite watch one because i'm just like yo i don't think they knew what they were doing or maybe they did but it was a little suspicious but i always like mojo jojo because i feel like he actually had a motive and he was so good
0: well and also like not only this is what powerpuff girls really did well with mojo jojo and they did it with some of the other villains but they really humanized him and they gave him a backstory it wasn't just like hey he's a villain he lives in this tower he's trying to destroy the powerpuff girls they gave him reason to yeah and like do, do you remember the reasoning I remember he was a baby monkey and it was not about being abandoned. He was point. a baby monkey that was being raised by Professor Utonium. Mm. He was Professor Utonium's, like, baby. He was, he was the Curious George, to Professor Utonium's man in the yellow hat. And then once, wasn't it once the Powerpuff Girls were made, he was, a, like, abandoned by him? So, yeah, so it, the professor started shifting all of his attention on the Powerpuff Girls and wasn't paying attention to Mojo Jojo, so Mojo Jojo wasn't getting fed and was literally left in the rain. Yes, I do remember And it's that. like, so, like, the thing is, like, Mojo Jojo's like, hey, I created this thing. Like, you know, I'm this monkey that you're trying to train to be smart. I am trying to do this. And then, you know, these three girls were made. And all of a sudden, he's, like, taking, he's, like, watching how fast and strong the Powerpuff Girls are. Yet, Mojo Jojo, in that same accident that created the Powerpuff Girls, he ha- he basically turned into the leader from, from Marvel. He had the Chemical <laughs> X put on his head, and that's when his brain grew. Like, he would have just been a normal monkey if it wasn't for the creation of the Powerpuff Girls. I thought he also was
1: extremely smart. So every time he did something, like, he would solve a crossword puzzle or he would, like, you know, make something or whatever. He would show the professor and the professor was like, ah, and he would look excited.
0: But he was looking past him to the Powerpuff Girls like, oh, they're lifting up couches, they're lifting up chairs. Yeah, like that or it was um, you know, I think he made a tower out of like the blocks at one point that spelled yep. something, and the Powerpuff Girls like ran through and knocked it down. And instead of being impressed with like Mojo Jojo, he was like, Oh, the girls are so fast, but it literally destroyed Mojo Jojo's work. So, like, you know, I understand Mojo Jojo. I side with Mojo Jojo. He slept on. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, but then Mojo Jojo created the Rowdy Rough Boys, which oh <laughs> snips and stales and puppy dog tails and toilet wine in prison. <laughs> <laughs> it was yep. that's by far probably my favorite episode of Powerpuff Girls is the Rowdy Rough Boys. So what what makes that the best episode you say in your eyes? I, I think the fact that you finally get the dichotomy of like, you know, you have the Powerpuff Girls, which are yep. like great in right. good female leadership, and then the Rowdy Rough Boys of literally just being like as a teacher, you see the kids play on the playground, you see the kids in the classroom, and you're like the girls like they're just kind of there doing the work and then the boy comes over and like pinches them or like pushes their paper off the desk and is like Mm. trying to kind of get their attention and the rowdy rough boys really kind of just had that attitude of like i'm gonna cause problems for your attention and it's funny because like you know they do all this stuff and they kind of want the attention because they want to take it away from powerpuff girls and as soon as the powerpuff girls start giving that attention that is how they beated the Rowdy Rough Boys. It wasn't through physical brute strength. It was they were girls. And they were like, oh, we see you. And, you know, I, I kind of think you're cute. And all of a sudden, the boys ran away. And I see it in the classroom all the time because I see, like, my students. Like, they, like, kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to – I like this girl. And then the girls like, oh, I kind of like you too. And then they run away. And it's like, I want nothing to do with you now. It's like, I'm on the bag. That's how it is. Like, little little scared coward boys. It's okay. <laughs> but no i i love that show like that that era of cartoon network the 90s to like early thousands was by far the peak of animation
1: i agree and then you have great shows such as um what was it like cow and chicken basic animation oh my like gosh you said. cow and chicken yeah um but it worked mm-hmm. i think it was not just the animations that did it justice the animations weren't the greatest but I think it was, the it was a combo. It
0: was a combo. Because it was... You're saying it wasn't just... It wasn't animation style. It was mm-hmm. animation plus simple stories plus just good... It was good storytelling, though. Or it was, it was good, something that the kids could latch on to.
1: And the jokes hit, too. I
0: feel like they were basic,
1: simple. But it was overall something that, you know, the whole family could laugh at. Or, you know, a certain group could. But no one was really left out. All the episodes, you know, they got the younger kids, they got the older kids, and then got... You know, some kids who were, you know, a little more mature for their age, all of them could understand the jokes and, you know, get something out of it as well.
0: Yeah, I feel like that whole era, like, you know, the Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Mm -hmm. Cow and Chicken, uh, I Am Weasel, I Are Baboon, Johnny Bravo, like, those were the shows that, like, you know, you, your brother, your friends, like, you could all sit down and watch together. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know. Johnny Bravo is like you know, <laughs> it's no longer a culturally appropriate. It wasn't a culturally appropriate show back in the day. Like you literally had this misogynistic man going, "Whoa, mama!" Like, and dude, the but the jokes that they told in that show were so over the line, it went over our heads as kids. Like we didn't know that. All we saw was this big muscular man with big stupid yellow hair mm-hmm. walking up to a woman saying something stupid and then getting hit for saying something stupid. Yeah. We didn't know what he was saying. And I think that was part of the problem. We probably didn't because we didn't know what he was saying. Then you probably had a bunch of kids who were trying to repeat that.
1: He's walking <laughs> up to the teacher. Oh, mama. <laughs> oh, mama. But then <laughs> again, I think as a kid, I understood what he was doing. But I think also it was a good time to be like, hey, you can have the looks. You can have that confidence. But without that personality, really. Mm-hmm. You weren't going to get something because he had a personality behind away from the girls, like you were describing with Mojo Jojo and the uh, Rowdy Boys. With uh, him, he was a big comic fan. Yep, he loved comics. But yep. when he was on the streets, he wasn't showing that to the girls. He we was just showing them, the, you know, the muscle. He was he a was red pill
0: guy. Well, it was also it was nice. Andrew Tate. <laughs> Do not call him Andrew Tate. Johnny Bravo has so much better character than Andrew Tate does. And Andrew Tate wishes he could be Johnny Bravo. But like Johnny Bravo, the other thing is not only was he does he be comic book fan, he was a mama's boy. He was, he was. He loved like, his mama. He had so much respect for her, mm-hmm. and, and he. That's why I love like you know whenever his mama would hear that Johnny Bravo was you know doing something stupid, she would go Johnny, and he was. Sorry, Mama. Or, no mama I didn't do that. I'm uh, was, so, so was sorry, me. Mama. It wasn't me. I I go I go apologize. And it was just it was a good show. Or, I, yes, mama. Yeah. He 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 was a yes mama man. How <laughs> about that yes mama?
1: He was like what? a really a embodiment of a yes mama Elvis. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dude, he really did
1: kind of speak like Elvis. I think that's exactly what they were going for. Just like Elvis mama's boy that's uh It was
0: jacked up. Yeah, yeah. I just like Dude, I, I just love that show so much, like, growing up, like, it's kind of sad that it, it's been part of the cancel culture, mm. but it's, like, it, it was a formative show as the aspect of, yeah, it was, a, it was a stupid show to watch, and it was, like, one of those stupid comedies, Like, but, yeah, yeah, we still have South Park, we still have Family Guy, like, we still have a lot of these shows that have kind of, like, crossed the line, mm-hmm. and it's, like, you know, those shows aren't canceled, but Johnny Bravo is, yet... Dude, like I'll tell you, the next one I'm gonna say—it's one of my favorites. Not Cartoon Network; it's a Netflix show. It's adult animation, but it's definitely accessible to all everybody. Big Mouth. Mm. Big Mouth, great show. Is Pretty it good. appropriate at all? Hell no. But that's kind of the point of it. It's not supposed to be an appropriate show. It's it's a coming of age story. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. But like the fact, that, like they are literally talking about what middle schoolers are going through, mm-hmm. and. You know, like I, 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 I identify with the show because, like, I remember going through that as a middle schooler, and so like it, it made a lot of sense. But it's funny that like that show is like so revered in animation right now, yet Johnny Bravo is canceled.
1: I think it was also the platforms you're putting it on. Um, cartoon when you put Cartoon Network on a show, you're thinking of kids, mm-hmm. but when you can now go on, you know, Netflix, and then you can go on to all these streaming apps and it's like, well, you know, they're they can gauge their audience to what they want. Like Disney just started adding, you know, the defenders on there. So true, that's true. Rated R so they're they're diversifying, but I think once especially in the nineties slapping, you know, that uh was it the uh, slapstick humor. Or slapping the just the or just slapping Cartoon Network on a show, you have to make it you know family friendly or something like that. You can push the lines a little bit, you know. We've seen some of the newer shows push mm-hmm. those lines, but
0: I don't know, man. Like I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I also kind of disagree with you because like you know, Cartoon Network was not just Cartoon Network. There was also Toonami. There was Adult Swim on there as well. So I agree. I feel like you know they could. If Johnny, well, I also think Johnny Bravo back in the day wasn't as controversial. Like, it wasn't viewed as controversial as it was in today's day and age, but I wonder if, if they were going to do Johnny Bravo in today's day and age, would that be a show that would actually probably be put on Adult Swim? I think it would be
1: something you could put on Adult Swim, but I feel like people are just going to try and cancel it at that probably. point. Just because it's like, you know, it, it, it's been canceled, there's a re- they're going to be like, there's a reason why it was canceled, yada, 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 so uh, and it's, they're going to just... Use like words like red pill and stuff like that, and it's just not going to work.
0: So a little nugget for you, because I know that you also uh, you host the Bump Boys podcast. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Did you know that they were actually going to do a Johnny Bravo movie back in the 90s? I heard rumors of it. I don't know
1: if anything was going to be made about it. I heard something about, you know, the Super Friends, was it? The Justice Friends? The Justice Friends. I heard something about that, but that's all I heard.
0: No, So they were going to do a Johnny Bravo movie, a, like, full feature-length film. Like four theaters. And it got to the point where there was actually an actor who was cast for the role of Johnny Bravo. I feel like since you brought up the pump, Boys, it's a wrestler. It is a wrestler. Oh, is this is the part where I get to guess. This is the part where you get to guess. Do you want me to give you a couple choices? It was a wrestler who was prominent in the 90s. So, you know, it could be John Cena, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ric Flair. I or Rick Triple H. I feel
1: like you, go, you can go Triple H, but I feel like Ric Flair had that. Uh... I'm going to go Triple H. Nope. Was it Ric Flair? Nope. Not John Cena. Not John Cena. He was was the 2000. Was it The
0: Rock? It was The Rock. They were going to cast The Rock as Johnny Bravo. Black Bravo? <laughs> what? Dude, he, <laughs> dude, he was <laughs> cast as uh, Johnny Bravo. And nothing ever. There was I don't think there was ever a script, but it was just like so interesting the fact that they're doing it. I'm also wow. noticing. Do you see how this the So we're recording video and audio right now, and I'm noticing that this the new mount we just got is terrible, and it's just going to slide down. Mm. So if you're watching the video, you could. I, I'm not going to reach over the desk, but <laughs> we'll fix it next time. Oh, you know what we could do with the power of editing. Oh yeah, the power of editing. Ready one. Power ready. Two, three. three. There we go. Look at that. Thank you for bringing up the power of editing. I always forget I can change things in post. Right, just a little cut and snip, little, little, oh, a little cut and snip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Johnny Bravo needed a cut and snip. I <laughs> think
1: Johnny Bravo was cut and snipped. <laughs> I don't know. He wouldn't have been acting like that.
0: No, I think I think Johnny. Oh! I think Johnny Bravo had a little cut and snip. Yeah,
1: overcompensating for something. The
0: whole, the whole, the whole stand <laughs> is going. <laughs> Okay, ready? Power vetting again. One, two, three. three. And we're back. Wow, that was, um, well, you, you know, the studio is getting redone. As you can see, there's two by fours if you're watching on video. If you're not mm. watching on video, there are two by fours behind me because they just did the framing in the basement and Electra will be going in on Monday. So, basement is coming along. It's looking good, by the way. Yeah, right? Shout out to you. Good job, man. If, if you haven't uh, been following us on Instagram or TikTok, you know, Nostalgia Junkies podcast. Go check it out because I've been posting some videos of the basement that's been getting done. They uh, I showed like a before video of the office, so you guys got to see, you know, how the mm-hmm. fact that it was very messy and there was a treadmill that's covered in towels because just like <laughs> every person who owns a treadmill, <laughs> we use it as an extra closet. Hey, it does help. It does.
1: It definitely is like two new set of arms. Yeah, exactly. You just
0: you just put stuff on the treadmill. It's like an extra shelf. It is. It's great for drawing things, too. If you really want to get stuff, like, get rid of it, you just turn the treadmill on, put it at the highest speed, and watch it yeet it across the room. Sayonara. Adios. Which, Oh, speaking of sayonara, mm. Samurai Jack. This was a show that Jamie loved growing up, and then mm-hmm. I
1: saw the value of it. It looked really good. Extremely good. I just never watched it because I didn't have access to it. Mm-hmm. It was a little later than what I was expected to watch TV at. Great animation.
0: Like uh, so. Yeah. Like I know Jamie. Jamie loved it. It was a show that again. Also like you, I did not get to really watch it growing up because mm-hmm. it was it was in that like nine o'clock block and I was like you know he didn't mom didn't want you watching cartoons that late and so I didn't really watch it growing up. I watched a few episodes and it's and maybe it's because I didn't grow up with this. I don't have that nostalgia mm. aspect for it. Yeah. Plugging the podcast, but. Uh, <laughs> I I I don't know. I just I did not find it to be world changing. Like I feel like everyone when they talk about Samurai Jack, it is this world changing show. It's so good, and yeah, it it was it's good. It's a good show. Definitely a good show. Yeah, I just it wasn't like oh my gosh, this is the best thing I ever watched. Kind of like how I feel Star Wars fans are. I I have beef with Star Wars fans. Really? Oh yeah, my wife is a Star Wars fan, and she is a diehard Star Wars fan. That did not remember that Darth Vader was a Sith Lord. Yes, he was. Uh, I feel like Star Wars kind of fell off lately, but overall,
1: it's. I think it's a good s- story overall. Like, when it gets completed, it's another
0: story. But yeah, like uh, Episode Seven was good. The Force Awakens was a good movie, and then they did number eight. Yeah, episode Seven. Episode Seven. The, like the first one with Ray.
1: Force Awakens.
0: Yeah, that was dog. That was that was trashing. We oh, dude, ready. I thought it was good when they killed but, Han you know that, Solo. You know?
1: I think Star Wars is gonna have to be something separate, because I can go on for okay, hours we'll, about we'll, this, we'll do a
0: whole nother episode on Star Wars because we don't. I also, got to get, get Brandon's distracted. opinion on wait, Star wait, wait, Wars. Too. Wait, wait, wait! Wasn't Clone Wars originally a Cartoon Network show? Clone Wars was a Cartoon Network show. Ah, that so is we're correct. still on. We're, we're st- we are still on topic. I, I watched
1: during the pandemic. Long filler show, great for the lore, but
0: definitely a great show. But then it also got changed. We were talking about Clone Wars. We're talking about Samurai Jack. Mm -hmm. I think Samurai Jack as well as Teen Titans, the original Teen Titans. Not not this new Teen Titans Go. Yep. It was like the great that, and I know it's a Nickelodeon show, but Avatar The Last Mm -hmm. Airbender, I think those three shows of Samurai Jack, Avatar The Last Airbender, and Teen Titans were like the perfect onboarding like for kids getting into anime. None of them were a full-fledged anime because they're all American productions. Mm Mm-hmm. But it kind of had that anime storytelling. The best way to describe it is
1: it was a coming-of-age time for us. It was a time where shows that we started... They were introduced to us as kids. We are now following into our preteen years. And now we're making friendships. And now we're finding value in friendships. Mm -hmm. And these shows were around during that duration of that time. Mm -hmm. So I think overall... Great shows, lovely shows. And I think that's why we have so much nostalgia with it because we associated with friendship and, you know, those early difficult
0: years. And, again, like, those, those storylines were so good in the, in the storylines. Well, like, you know, it might have been something in a distant world or dealing with a supervillain. The real-life problems that those characters were dealing with were and, very and real. Were stuff that we as kids were also going through,
1: exactly. Like I know Avatar isn't a Cartoon Network yep. show, but I think that's the best. You brought up the best point right there. Mm-hmm. Any person on there you could relate to, and I think the one people relate to the most was Prince Zuko. The Cabbage Man. Oh, sorry, oh. <laughs> poor Cabbage Man too. I felt for that man's struggles. We the all struggled. Cabbage he was just trying to sell his cabbages, trying to hustle. He he was a dream. He was a hustler. No, but you're right. But Z- like, Zuko, like Zuko, Zuko like was... trying to go for his father's approval, and he mm-hmm. never got it. Mm-hmm. But um, but then you also look at other sh- Cartoon Network shows that we had. Um, you know, I didn't get to watch uh, Samurai and Jackson much. I don't really know the morals of that story.
0: But Teen but Titans, but like teen Titans... dealing with Robin, like Robin was the only person in that entire team who didn't have powers yet. He was the leader. He pushed himself consistently to mm-hmm. get better. And it was amazing to watch him. Like, not, I think my favorite episodes of Teen Titans had to be the Red X episodes. Mm, yes, Which, easily. But there were only like a few of them. Actually, there was only one Red X episode because I think I'm also confusing the uh, Slade's apprentice when he was Slade's yep, apprentice, yep. and he's dealing with that almost inner battle of do I, you know, do I continue to be on this path of being a hero and doing the right thing, or do I work with this villain to? become better at my art of like the fighting the combat and it's like he wanted to be a hero but he knew that Slade was a better fighter than he was. He he provided Slade provided skills that Robin mm-hmm. never got to
1: learn because Batman chose not to develop those skills. Exactly. That's why that's why he sent him to the Teen Titans. That's why he you know made him you know hey this is a group of people you guys are going to learn together and stuff like that. And I think overall, it was a great show mm-hmm. when you introduce Slade as, like, you know, he is his mentor, father figure person. He's like, okay, I can damage control all the stuff that Slade does, or I can possibly fail on trying to
0: stop him. But it's like, it's a, it was a moral dilemma. But they also did a really good job at putting in, like, deep cuts from the comics and, like, really good and elaborate. Storylines like Agreed. the whole Judas contract story arc with Tara, yeah, was phenomenal. And it was a whole season long story that you just you don't get in an animation anymore. There's no more episodic stories like that that are done well for kids, you know. Like, yes, there's Young yeah. Justice that's now on HBO Max, which is you know owned by the same company that owns Cartoon Network, and, yep. or maybe not anymore. I know it's all Discovery Plus, I don't keep up with it anymore. Not so they're, they're, they're screwing that stuff up, but. You know, Young Justice, while being a kid's show, is not really a kid's show. It is more of the teen to young adult, because it has that very serious and somber story where Teen Titans mix that together. There were the, like, the, like Tara died. Tara yeah. died. And there they're, are they're the, the sad storylines. But then you also have, like, the, oh God, what was his name? The, the basically Austin Powers-esque character there. Like the crazy ones. You also had like the um, uh, control freak with the yep. with the remote control. They had some crazy storylines, but we also had like Doom Patrol was there. I feel like that was like all of our like first introduction to Doom Patrol was Teen Titans. Like, I, I agree, but it's like you know Doom Patrol was a deep cut from the comics for Beast Boy, mm-hmm. but like no one. I don't think I mean I, I read comics, but like I didn't know that deep yet. And I didn't then, know until I watched like a video.
1: I'm like, did you know this? I'm like, oh, I definitely did not know that. Yeah, and
0: like it pushes you then to like learn more into it. So like then when you know Doom Patrol came out, the the new show, I like I knew about them because of Teen Titans. Yeah, but yeah, I I like that that whole like culmination and era of Cartoon Network was just I think it was the peak. It was peak animation and storytelling of Samurai Jack, Teen Titans, and then I'm gonna throw this one out there and. I love this show, and I've watched every single episode of this show. Ben 10
1: it wasn't one of the shows I watched, but I definitely saw the value in Ben 10. I've seen a couple episodes here and there when I was a, kid a wee Saturday little night. lad. Oh no, I was I watched it when I was in a, like in middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, every other Saturday, I'd go get my haircut with my brother. Oh, okay, and for some reason, it would always be playing there. I guess that's what they thought the kids wanted to watch. The kids I guess
0: love that show so I was, well, dude, just, it was I just didn't know. It I don't want to I don't really want to like put it on Pokemon level but it was on, up there. On, on the merchandising point. level like it was it was like a Pokemon type of merchandise. I think you had like Pokemon had the Pokédex. We they had Ben the, 10 um, had the Omnitrix. Omnitri- the Omnitrix. Omnitrix,
1: right? Yep. The fact that I don't even watch Ben 10 but I still know it's called the Omnitrix or whatever
0: mm-hmm. and then and every so every time that yep. every season for Pokemon, they come out with a new Pokédex, every season of Ben 10, they had a new Omnitrix.
1: You know what's the funny part about uh, how you just mentioned that they always come up with a new Pokedex? Huh? love to know how Pokemon Arceus just gave you a book, like a, like a fucking composite book. And they're like, hey, fill it, fill it out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, an Arceus? Yeah, yeah I, 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 like, I just started playing it. Yeah, like,
0: here, here, here's a journal. Write and here's read. There's a composite notebook. On the back, there is the times tables. You may need that. And, and if you do a good job, you get a stamp. Wow! Pokemon you, Boy Scouts, you get, you get a star, a gold star. <laughs> Yo, how how far are you in the game? By the way, Susan's a lot farther than me. She's already like, oh my gosh! When when we do four
1: nobles in, and I'm like two. So oh, dude, you can spend I've, hours. I, I've been exploring, that game. bro. I've been exploring the area. I'll just crouch. At one point in the game, what do you, Russell?
0: From I, uh, up? I, I, the I was, wilderness must be explored.
1: <laughs> bro, I forgot how to uncrouch at one point so at one point i was crouching the whole time and i was like i don't know how to uncrouch so i'm walking halfway across this region crouch have you found the waterfall in the first area yet
0: uh, i'll i'll take that as a no okay dude there is a gyarados that is just flying in the oh, air. oh yeah
1: yeah yeah. I, I i found that and i tried
0: dude, to throw, i spent like 50 balls throwing dude, it you you me. you got to get like the highest jet ball to get it like it, it yeah, is get it yeah, I know. You, you have to wait until you're later in the game to get it. But that is like one of the really cool things that it is. You get to see Pokemon interacting in like their actual wildlife. And, you know, again, Pokemon was on Cartoon Network back in the day, like back when they had the Johto series and uh, gosh, when Favorite. when Ash had Larvitar, dude. That yeah. was some of the so trippiest good. episodes. I mean, they went to like the Dark Dimension for a little bit. Yes. That was like, oh. I love those the
1: dark balls, uh, mm-hmm. who were the, but dark the catchers.
0: And all they that. never aired the episodes in succession. No, it was like they got like a stack of episodes from Japan and be like, oh, well, we're gonna just throw this one today. We're gonna throw that one today. So you'll be like watching Ash like get the third badge, then he has the fifth badge, and then he's like going up against Faulkner at the beginning of the Johto series. And I'm like, no, no, Ash, Ash. He, he didn't even need to get badge four. He was just giving it somehow. He skipped it. We went to badge five. <laughs> Why are we back at badge one? Like, it was awful. It was it made no sense. dude. But, I mean, think about it. Like, many of the Cartoon Network shows did not have a linear story progression. I think Ben 10, Samurai Jack, and uh, Teen Titans were probably the only shows that actually had a linear story progression. I agree. I agree. And so, like, for them to have to, like, actually take these, you know— Pokemon anime episodes and put them in an order, and redub them. And I, I've watched clips of them redubbing on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It is so interesting watching them like try to come up with like the lines. Yeah, it's it's uh it's difficult sometimes. It's like, I I just started watching Pokemon in, in Japanese at this point. Like it the the stories are so much better. They you actually get the legit like lines. And it's not like it. Yes, it's still a kid show, but like they don't dumb it down for the kids. Like they actually say it. Like you know when they think they're gonna die, it's like oh we might die. It's like we might get hurt like no we're gonna die i will say i just watched uh ash versus cynthia
1: oh my gosh Ooh. that was such a mature battle good job great job
0: on that yo when ash is like wait i i won i won spoiler guys <laughs> ash beat cynthia like listen it, it i think especially for like like I know, like me growing up, like Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, like, the originals were some of my favorite games. I started playing them again, and I don't know why they're my favorite games because there's a lot of grinding. There's so much grinding in that game.
1: Yeah, I was talking about that yesterday with uh, people at my locals, and I
0: hate Brilliant
1: Diamond. I hate it with a passion. Why the new one? So much grinding, dude. It should have been renamed Pokemon Grind. But you know what? Hold on, I got. Did you go to the underground? I did. I've been spending
0: hours. Yeah, that. the undergrind. You gotta Under, go to the undergrind. The undergrind. <laughs> undergrind. You gotta go in the underground and then you just like level up everything. It's great. But, dude, I will tell you, Cynthia and that game, like Cynthia was hard in the original Diamond. Yeah. Cynthia and Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, whole new level. Yeah. Like, I dude, agree. we thought Leon was hard in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Did we? Dude, wouldn't you? Seriously, the thing. I, I thought my first time going up against Leon, Cause like you know he has that Gigantamax Charizard. Bro, that was a cakewalk for me. I don't know why, but Dude, that, that, I, I, was, I, I was I was I was. I did my not way prepare for it enough. I beat him first try, but I did not prepare for it enough. And honestly, you know what? The only thing that saved my team, I had a Mudsdale on my team. It was like the if you don't yeah. know what a Mudsdale is, Mudsdale is basically it's like the Budweiser horse covered with mud. Yeah, and it was great, but it had the ability stamina. So every time it took a hit, its defense went up. That thing was a tank. I equipped that thing with an assault vest, so its special defense was high. Its defense was high. That thing was a living and breathing tank, and it hit like a truck. It looked like a tank. And it looked like it wanted me to get me a beer. <laughs> but no, it it was it was good. Um but you know, let's let's get back to the Cartoon Network shows.
1: So I have a question for you. Okay. We we we're on the topic of Ben 10. Yes. With Ben 10, the fact that he can become an alien I think that's that always sparked that question can the goku what if? yeah the what if can Ben ten beat Goku
0: Ooh. Ooh. I am gonna say yes easily yes I don't think it's gonna be a comp I, I I don't think it would be a competition, so you think Ben ten can beat Goku yeah, I do why because if we had the ultimate the ultimate omnitrix then when he turns into Super Saiyan, he just turns into Ultimate form. So if Goku's at, like, you know, Ultra Instinct level, Ben 10 can turn into Ultra Instinct Goku, hit the Ultimate, Ultimate ultimatrix, go to that next level that we're going to get in the next 10 years. (laughs) So you know what? I thought, I
1: used to think like that, and that's the conversations I've heard. But I've heard an interesting theory online. Mm Mm-hmm. Bentech can copy, you know, as being a Saiyan, mm-hmm. but to be a Super Saiyan is unlocking potential. Okay. okay. So the fact that Goku, you know, there's there was many Saiyans back in the day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Frieza killed all of them. He couldn't kill Goku because he had, he unlocked the potential to be a, a Super Saiyan. Okay. Which is almost like, a you know, I'm a human, but I'm not a bodybuilding
0: Jack human. But, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a blubbery one. So if he had, if he had the Ultimatrix though, wouldn't he be able to then easily unlock that potential?
1: Well, the question is, does Omnitrex unlock or it lets you become an alien, or does it make you give you all the potentials of the alien? That was my question.
0: True. Let's uh, let's put it in terms of aliens that are in the canon universe for Ben Ten. Ben Ten would become Gray Matter, the little smart guy, right? And Azmuth created the the Omnitrix. Yep. Now, Azmuth is also, I can't remember what they're called, little frog gray alien guy. And Ben 10 can become the same alien that Azmuth is. So they're both supposed to be super geniuses. Yeah. Azmuth treats Ben in the gray matter form like a child because yes, he has the potential to be super smart but does not know how to use that intelligence yet. So I I see what you're saying. Mm. So then my question is, isn't Beerus technically another alien? Uh, well, he's a god,
1: so I don't know. Is, is, are gods aliens? I'm not sure. But
0: then he can copy the DNA. Because like, that's how he got the Frankenstein and the wolf I, monsters.
1: But I don't think gods have DNA. They live outside the realm. You know what I'm saying? They manage yeah. the realm. almost like you have the crystal ball. This is the world. Mm. They're the ones holding it, shaking it. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if they're heavy in No,
0: I, I, would, I would throw, you know, Ben 10 can become Superman, he can become Kryptonian. However, we also know that Goku can easily beat a Kryptonian. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not even a contest.
1: Unless you write yeah. it in a different universe, because back in the days, Superman was OP. You know, it would have this, to, this, would have this to man be can action, make, action comics Superman. This man could literally just, they made up rules on the spot for Superman at one point. Yes. He, he was the literal deus ex-Machina of superheroes. It's him and Batman just like, hey, did you know he had this? That wasn't even
0: mentioned. In the I, I think one of my favorite Superman powers was his ability to shoot smaller versions of himself out of his hands. I saw that. I, I did not understand <laughs> it, was it. like, pew, little Superman. Pew, little Superman. It's like, <laughs> how, why was that a thing? How how
1: did he learn that? Like, What day did he was just like, I wish I could just
0: release myself. And then he's like, like, also, you you know how they had to they, these these superpowers that they gave Superman. They gave him to fight whatever the villain of the week was. What villain of the week needed that as their like their weakness? My question is, when he shot them out, was he able to control
1: them? Like were they their own entity?
0: I I feel like they were like no, I don't think they were their own entity. I feel it was like shooting like lasers out of your hands, but they're little used. But they don't. They just. They just
1: look like he was right
0: yeah so i feel like it's like superman if miss, bullets out of his hand so my question i guess is a little dark if you
1: miss and like hit a wall what happens?
0: That, that's what i was going to go through the wall i don't know because like, so, you know you shoot a laser at a wall it hits the wall goes through the wall but then that laser disappears yeah what happens to that? is that It just like disintegrate? Yeah, yeah does it disintegrate or like could you it's imagine flattering. if there was a big fight and superman just firing the little hymns out of his hand all day and then you just you you walk up to the street later and like you know like after there's been like a car accident on the street yeah. you see all the like the glass you just see a bunch of little dead supermans on the ground <laughs> like what is this? <laughs> bunch of little dead supermans. <laughs> you got that one that's still alive <laughs> trying oh, to crawl oh my across the street going give me the yellow sun.
1: <laughs> oh, they're like yo, dang, Superman comes over just pours like a forty over them.
0: That's crazy. Or one out for his homies. <laughs>
1: Pouring some out for him,
0: it's always himmies. but it's himmies.
1: it's himmes,
0: it's It dude. I, I just want to like focus on the um the evolution of Cartoon Network over yes. the years for a little bit, cause like you know I think in the '90s there was like that stupid grotesque era of Cartoon Network, yeah, where you know we had um there's the Powerpuff Girls, Cow and Chicken, mm-hmm. I Am Weasel, Dexter's Laboratory, The Justice Friends, dude, I love The Justice Friends. I think my favorite episode of Friends is where the those the incredible Crunk gets the uh, the nacho chip stuck in his teeth. Yes, it is devastating the city. And Major Glory is trying to help him, but dude, like uh, like those shows like Ed Ed and Eddie, Courage the Cowardly Dog, uh, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yeah, those shows thrived on like having like almost like those jump disgusting moments or being like you know um, I would say like like uh, locker room humor. Yep. And it it was a, it was very enjoyable as a boy growing up. Yes. And I think that the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy Encourage the Cowardly Dog did the grotesque aspect the best. Because think about like all like the close ups they would do Encourage the Cowardly Dog, like when you'd have someone there and they'd have like the old like burst blood vessels like all over the nose, and it'd be like this very disgustingly drawn well drawn. Well drawn though.
1: Very graphic,
0: very yes. graphic design. And it was, like, interesting. But then you would also have, like, Billy and Mandy, which is, like, was, like, you had Billy picking his boogers, and then Billy had, was, had, dude, the episode where Billy, like, births a spider. That was the weirdest one. Like, Billy, Billy legit slept with a spider and had a son that was a spider that he was afraid of. <laughs> and, like, the fact, this became a point of the show where Billy now has a son that is a spider. And... Like Cartoon Network did not skip into beats like yo, you you know that Billy slept with this woman, this female spider, the female spider really kind of slept with him, and uh, now he has a son, and they had to like make this a thing. They tr- they chose to make a reoccurring bit too. Yeah. They could have dropped it easily, yep. but they chose not to. Mm-hmm. Although my other thing is, who decided to make Grimm Jamaican? I don't know but it works. Like then, the fact that they made Grim Jamaican was like it was such an interesting pol- pol- like spot of the show. That it definitely like, threw me off at first. Yeah, I I, I mean, was like, I, whoa. I one thing that I I love is they never did like any like, you know, there's no jokes about like reefer, there's no weed jokes. And there wasn't really like anything like there's no rasta bits, which was great. J- Grim just had a very very thick Jamaican accent. And I And he liked the limbo. <laughs> and i I don't hate it though it it worked it worked it, for him, it worked for him, and it was just such an interesting point that's like I mean whenever I think of a skeleton now, I think of it speaking with a Jamaican yeah. accent, but I dude Mandy scared the crap out of me as a kid,
1: it reminded me of all those uh girls like growing up who are like goth or very uh emo kind of, and it was just like, oof. There's a mean streak to you, and I don't know if I want to be around that. She didn't make me think of a goth
0: girl. It was more of the girls who were just kind of closed off and jaded, and just kind of like snooty, like mm. like not 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 pretentious, not preppy, but more so just a jerk. Like mm. kind of just was like a jerk to everybody. Although, oh God, what was what was the what was the boy's name that loved Mandy? Or was it Irwin? He was it was Billy's friend, the little little black nerd kid. I think so. Yeah, I don't know his name. Also, why was that a trope in shows having the black nerd? That was a huge trope. <laughs> the, I don't have, know why. It just like it just happened. the odd parents. Chester. Yeah, not, not Chester. AJ. AJ with the boil. <laughs> <laughs> or well, no, no, no. Was that him with the no, boil? No. Um. No, AJ was the uh, little bald kid that was a genius.
1: Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. yes, yes. But um, no, but the Ar- Irwin or whatever his name was on Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Dude, they literally had him like, grow- there was a clip that was circulating on like Instagram the other week. And <laughs> it's him like walking up to me. He goes, hi, Mandy. So uh, how you doing? And like boy pulls out a peach and is like, is, like, like slurping into the peach and is like, you like what you see, Mandy? I definitely remember seeing like, this chick, uh, this on TikTok. And I'm like, yo, he is eating a peach, and th- like this was a kids' show. This this showed at like four o'clock in the afternoon on Cartoon Network. This was an after-school show, and you had this boy just like eating a wet peach. <laughs> <And>
1: I'm <laughs> like, what is this? Looking at her too. You like that?
0: But again, th- this this goes back to show the fact that there were jokes in these shows that were so over the line that they were over our heads. Like, if you're, if, if you're a fifth grader or a fourth, you're not going to catch that. And if you are catching it, something else is going on. That's a long conversation. Yeah. But it was such a good show. And, like, again, that era of, of TV mm-hmm. for Cartoon Network was so over the line. It was like raunchy, but we didn't know what it was. Like, I feel like Cartoon Network saw Ren right and Stampin' Nickelodeon says, mm-hmm. yo, what if we took that show and just did it a dozen times and that was our entire network? Yeah. Because, like, dude, remember uh, the red guy? It was basically Satan in Cow and Chicken. Dude always had his yes. butt hanging out. Or wasn't it him? No, him was in Powerpuff him Girls. Him was in Powerpuff Girls, but there was... Yep. But, I know him, was but him was a, like... Honestly, I think I, I, I think him was, like, probably the first transgender character to be on, be on TV. I think it may have been. Yeah, like, I, I don't know if they ever confirmed it, but it's, like... It, it's... I don't know. It, just, it was such a out their character. Yeah. It w- it was definitely different. Mm-hmm. But I think that's
1: what made all these shows different, like, and so iconic and nostalgic for us. Mm-hmm. There were different aspects of it, and there w- they approached different social norms, and I wouldn't even say they weren't really norms at the time, but different social aspects mm-hmm. that introduced us to different things. So, hey, you know, this person's, you know, transgender, or this person's, you know, cross-dressing or whatever. hmm and I was like, "Oh, this is the first time uh, we're
0: exploring this." And and I think in the same way that, like, you know, Powerpuff Girls like dive deep into how Mojo Jojo became Mojo Jojo. Mm-hmm. Those aspects that, like, you know, made someone different, they never made it seem like it was wrong. They never tried to like be like you shouldn't be this way. They really focused on accepting somebody for who they were. And
1: all those shows had each their own little message in that. For example, yep. Edit Ed and Eddie. Mm-hmm. They were hustlers. They were yep. about their money. And yep. everyone nowadays, you know, it's all about that bread. It's all about that. Yo, these dudes are all about them,
0: them uh, jawbreakers, bro. Yo, the jawbreakers. And then uh, avoiding, the, avoiding the canker sisters. Avoiding the canker sisters. Yes, breakers. yes. But, dude, like, they, like yeah, all these shows had such a good underlying message of acceptance.
1: And then my question for you is, mm-hmm. once it started changing to things like, mm. Lapjack and uh, you know, Fosters, you know, what's your opinion on that?
0: Like, wh- so, what was missing to make them so like that I, was make iconic? So Ben Ten excluded because I think Ben Ten was just like their cash cow, but I think Fosters was one of the last good shows on Cartoon Network. I would agree with that because, like you know, Fosters, Flapjack, Chowder, um. My gym partner's a monkey. And Camp Lazlo were kind of like this whole like five year like stretch, mm. and the same aspects of like Courage the Cowardly Dog, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Cow and Chicken, Iron Baboon, like those like aspects of being like kind of gross and a little bit raunchy. Mm-hmm. They got rid of all the raunchy aspects, which I get. Your kid, your kid station. Yeah, but they dove super heavily into just the gross toilet humor. But the thing is, when like Johnny Bravo and Dexter's Laboratory and Ed and Eddie did like the toilet humor, it wasn't joke after joke after joke after joke after joke. There was actually something going on. There was actually a plot point to an episode where I feel like Flapjack did not do that. Chowder, mm-hmm. as much as I, I enjoyed Chowder, I really liked the character Schnitzel just because he went rada rahda, rada rahda. Like I, I love that show. I like all the characters in it food, and I love food, so it was a perfect show for me. They went really into just the stupid slapstick joke uh, about farts and like poo poo pee pee jokes, and I thought it was started to be the death of Cartoon Network. And I I feel like it really spoke when their ratings dropped down, and so they started cutting shows that had higher production values. Like Teen Titans, yeah, and they scrapped it, and they did Teen Titans go, which you no know, i'm I'm not a huge fan of Teen Titans go, no. and it literally just it, that show then dived deeply into the slapstick comedy. I will say the one thing I do like about that is because they're not doing an episodic like season, they can put in a lot of deep cuts and just a lot of Easter eggs, yeah, and they can expand on it, mm-hmm. and they have. Yeah, and I, they can make fun of themselves. Like they literally talked about how Teen Titans Go is not as good as the original Teen Titans, or not as good as Young Justice multiple times, multiple yeah. episodes saying that. I love the one where they do the crossover with Young Justice, and like, we must be more serious. Like, like we must smolder. They just like stare off in the distance, and the animation mm. child. And they all get, they all get like the big chin. <laughs> they all like turn into the crimson chin, <laughs> and it was just, it was so good. But the show overall was not good, and. Mm-mm. It was, it's just, it was sad. And then, you know, we had the Teen Titans go, and then they came out with Wee Bear Bears, which was an interesting show, but was also not that great. And then I feel like Cartoon Network had just continued to just go down and down and down. And and now they do Wee Baby Bears. Like, they're just latching onto whatever intellectual properties that they have that they can just keep just honestly, retooling and putting back out there. And I feel like they haven't really had a
1: big hit since Gumball. I think Gumball was the only thing outside um, of it that was, it did something different, you know, introduced yeah. anime
0: styles, different uh, the animation humors style. and things like that. So I, I think I, I've been pretty notorious for saying on the podcast, I do not like animation changes. I don't like changes of style and animation, which, um, not to go back to Ben 10, but that was like, you know, I watched, you know, Ben 10... Uh, Alien Force and Ultimate Alien, back to back to back, all through middle school through high school. I I would literally go home and watch Ultimate Alien my senior year of high school. I loved it, but then they changed to the Omniverse and the animation style changed, and I'm like I'm I can't watch this anymore. I don't like it. Yeah. But the other thing, which was just very interesting to me, Gumball, like you were just saying, the animation style was so drastically different. All the characters had like mm. different animation style. But that I, mean, I loved it, because that was their animation style. Their animation style was just being different. And it worked. Like I didn't question how a fish and a weasel and a... Uh,
1: I don't know how all that works out. But overall, like I didn't care, because I was like, okay, it's a kid's show, it is what it is. But I will see the message on there. It reminded me of stuff that... I thought like you put Gumaw back in the day with Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Mm-hmm. Like, back, like, you put them back-to-back... I feel like you have a hit right there, but I think it just, it was just in a different era, and I think that's what really shines when I heard Mm -hmm. Gumball. I didn't really watch a lot of episodes. I I watch them here and there when I'm like at a store, and it's
0: just on, and I'm waiting for something. Like, I'll watch it if it's on, but it's
1: it it was so, something different.
0: Yeah, I think Gumball is definitely a show that could it, it could exist in any era of Cartoon Network, whether it is yeah. the it's the, versatile, the 90s it's versatile, or even like the current day and era. Like I think it fits their what their their lineups are now. Yeah, and I, I think it would be a standalone like hit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, Gumball was a good show. I, you said that they you know they don't have they haven't had any big hits. I think that I mean also we're we're in our twenties, we're almost thirty. And <laughs> I don't think we're watching Cartoon Network on nah. the regular. I think that they have had a couple big hits. Because I mean, I, I hear my students talk about them. Steven Universe is uh, a big thing that they love.
1: It's possibly one of the biggest things out
0: there mm-hmm. in animation. I'd say easily top ten. And, and then Adventure especially Time, especially Lore. Yeah, Adventure Time was another one that I know that they loved. I think Adventure Time ended a little bit ago, but th- it was one that they also loved. Like that generation, like my eighth graders who graduated last year, they loved Adventure Time. And so, like, remember they had a, they won a day that they could have like just a little bit of chill time they wanted to watch adventure time and i was like sure we we put an episode of adventure time on and i, I didn't honestly i didn't see the the appeal of it but they they liked it so yeah, it's not my type of show but i can see it's it's there for someone yeah and just not me exactly it it's like, like you know there are people who didn't like powerpuff girls people who didn't like dexter's lab there are people who didn't like ben 10 and those were my shows growing up yeah so I got um I got a little thing for you before we uh start wrapping up because I feel like we're we've been going on and on today about Cartoon Network. So many things. So yeah. many things. But it's been good. It's I been know. good. But we also had the breaking up with all the uh the technical issues today. Yes. But Agreed. what is one show mm. that you would just not you don't want them to ever remake it? Not because it wasn't good, but because you think it was so pristine when it first came out that don't touch it because, like, right now they're they're trying to redo Ed Ed and Eddie. They they really they did they did redo Ed Ed and Eddie, and it was not good. From Cartoon Network, right? Yep, yep. Cartoon Network. So one of the shows that we've talked about today, so you know, here, want me to list two couple shows?
1: Um, yeah, let me hear a
0: couple. Because like you know, okay, so how about this? I'm gonna take out any show that they've actually redone because they they redid Powerpuff Girls and now they're trying to do the CW yep, live action. That. Um, Ben Ten, I'm gonna take out because they they redid Ben Ten. They breeded Teen Titans. Mm. Um, they redid Ed Ed and Eddie. Okay, so here's what you got Dexter's Lab, mm-hmm. Cow and Chicken, I Am Weasel slash I Am Baboon, mm. Justice Friends, Johnny Bravo, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Mmm. Didn't they redo Courage recently? Did they redo Courage? I thought they redid Courage a little bit. Oh, please tell me they didn't touch Courage that, that was my choice.
1: I thought they did Courage recently
0: uh, with a—they rebooted it a little bit. Um, they're making a movie, or oh, is this up? Uh, ooh, why are they redoing a movie? Family comedy. There's an upcoming movie for Courage the Cowardly Dog in 2023. So we'll take that one off the list.
1: So I would I would have said courage, but I remember hearing something about a remake or they redid the animation a little bit. So I would have to go with <clears throat> the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. I wasn't I didn't watch it a lot as a kid, so I want to put that out there. But what it really did was it introduced me to the internet mainly. They had in a great game where you play as uh, Mandy and Billy and Grim. And you would swap back and forth, you would get these weapons. And it was a side scroller game, but it was so good. And it introduced him to the internet, which, and that, but it was also a great feel. Mm -hmm. When I watch Billy and Mandy, it feels like uh, not Christmas, it feels like Halloween, Mm -hmm. it feels like October, it feels like something. It is a
0: spooky season, just show the entire premise of the show. And even down to like the just the tones of the colors that they use. Are they rebooting Dexter's Laboratory? Yep, because uh, that, w- that was that was my second choice. Was going to be wow. Dexter's Lab, and Dexter's Lab is going to have a, C- a TV series on HBO Max in 2023. Oh, uh, Bella Thorne is Dee Dee. Ooh, wait, wait, is this going to be a live show, it's live action? Wait, 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 wait! It's an upcoming s- a sitcom. Who's playing Dexter's mom? Who is the? Do we know who she is? Amanda Le- Leighton. She's not Dexter's mom. She can't be Dexter's mom. There's no, no way. She's no, not thick enough. No, she's not thick enough. She. Don't, listen, I, I want to see her in a pair. I want to see her in a pair. I want to see her in an apron, and the green and pants, and the, the green pants with the white shirt, tiptoeing. Oh, you know, and she needs. You know what she needs? Can't forget the yellow rubber gloves. Yes, you know, yo, those oh. rubber gloves are iconic. Actually, you know what that? That should be in my Halloween costume. Is you should go as the dad.
1: She should go as the mom. Yo. With the glasses and the blonde hair, yo, he,
0: Dexter's dad deserves credit. That man was paying for a crazy bill, yo. His electric, his bill. electric bill was through the roof. He never talked about it. You know that that man silently making
1: bank. Yo, he had internet, like quick internet before we had like dial up. Yo, the yellow glove. Look at that. Look at that. Her her lower body is literally a teardrop flipped upside down. Yeah, that is um crazy. She listen, if Dexter's mom. How is she not sprain an ankle? <laughs> yeah, look at that. But also she, she was t- running. T- dude. Bro, she could balance she's her. She's
0: balancing the
1: T-set on <laughs> well, her caboose. But look, go one picture down. She's running, bro. Sprint, no. Sprinting yo, with those thin shoes. Yo, look at that. Is a point. That is a
0: point. She is sprinting the point. Dude, why why she's not wearing, she's wearing flats. Why is she on her tiptoes all the time? No, she she built different. That's so the sure. dad, though, he's, he's that dad, though, that dad, look, look, at, look, at this, look at the dad's smile. The dad's smile. He's like, he knows what he's got. That man's done something terrible in his days. Could you imagine Yo, he a baby. what if, what if, so we're going to think a it. little hypothetical there. What if Johnny Bravo <sighs> is actually this man? Mm, so he didn't become. So, what, what so all the
1: all the strong buffness didn't work, so he decided to go to his geeky side.
0: Exactly. What if what
1: if, what if Johnny him. Bravo
0: is Dexter's dad in an alternate universe? If you go
1: diagonal by one, where he's like behind his right, no, no, right there.
0: Yeah, that that, no, that that is some creepy, creepy stuff. That's Johnny right there. Yeah, I think it's possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, it's kind of said they're going to bring back Dexter's lab. They're bringing back courage, like. Hopefully they do it well. Like I'm, I'm not excited for it. I mean, I, I am if they do it well. I really hope they keep some yeah. of the similar animation styles, some of the similar storylines. I would love to hear the iconic, <laughs> man, dark. Oh man. Oh dude, the the Mandark versus Dexter episodes when they would have like their superpowers, best episodes. Best. Very episodes. slept on. The the monkey. Monkey versus the duck? Oh, yes, yes. Dude, that that duck. That was original Peter versus Chicken. Yo, My hands eyes. down. Hands down. Car like there was so good. So good. Actually, didn't um Seth MacFarlane get his start animated for Cartoon Network? I think so. Honestly, he was on like I don't know. But yeah, that could be its own episode one day. Mm. But we can just go through all different animators and cross connections, but you know what I I think the Grimm Adventures of Billy and Mandy it needs to stay how it is, maybe like a holiday special, mm. but you can't you can't remake it because you know if they remake it, they are going to put it in their current animation style. They're gonna dull down all the horror aspects. Dude, that yep. that show was creepy. It was frightening, bro. Oh God, what what was um, what was his name? Probably shouldn't been on the desk like that. But what what was the guy's name? That the big buff, orange hair guy that had the hook for a hand. I didn't watch it much as a kid. Oh my gosh. He was so good. He was like coming on in. He was basically. Uh, did you ever watch Secret Saturdays or? Jeff um, was it. Jeff?
1: Yeah. I see some um,
0: some characters over there. Nope, Jeff was a spider. Jeff was a spider. <laughs> Jeff was a spider. But that was his son, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because the guy with the orange hair makes me think of Buff Dexter. This guy. Haas Delgado. Yo. Chainsaw hand. That's what he had. Yeah. Dude, that was It was scary. Dude, like exactly. And like cause the thing is, they would show the chainsaw coming in, got the armpit hair going on, the gruff beard. Dude has a machine gun for a hand over here. Like, this, that show. It was versatile, man. It was so good. And it was so slept on. And one, the animation that they did for this show being so creepy and just so grotesque. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, this picture of Billy right here turned into some weird creature with a giant nose of like boogers and messed up teeth. Like, you you couldn't do that in today's animation. No, you couldn't. They would have to dull it down because it just wouldn't it probably would not get past censors. But such a good show. It I I it's such a good show. That's all I got to say. But, and I think we just keep it the way it is and you're good. Yeah, so Cartoon Network, old days good, new days bad. I agree with that statement 100%. Yeah. yeah. Easily. I think that's a perfect way to probably round out our episode. Um, so we'll probably try and record another one before October ends next time. Oh I think that uh, we'll try and talk about best Halloween or October movies, Oh. which hopefully, hopefully I'm probably speaking out my ass right now, but hoping we can get Brandon on. That'd be really fun. Cause Brandon is a big Halloween movie guy. I know that he loves all of his, his like Disney channel, original movies. And I think that he he would want to be here for that conversation. So maybe even we can get some uh, recorded audio beforehand, or get him actually back here on the podcast. Definitely, and I think he you got to get him on. For that yeah, one. that that one has to be him. But we'll we'll do a, a special October episode for, as my wife says, "Spoopy season." <laughs> but you know, this has been uh, Nostalgia Junkies. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all Nostalgia Junkies podcast. Check out, share our stuff, watch our videos, share the podcast. You can get it on Anchor. You can get it on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google. Any, Honestly, we're on most major streaming websites. You can check out the video. Hopefully, we'll, our audio and our video today actually match up. And I've been Alex. And I've been Joe. Make sure to check out Junk in mm-hmm. Manchester, Connecticut as well. And say hi to Brandon for us. Definitely. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast. Follow us on social media. Subscribe to the podcast and make sure to never miss an episode. Till the next episode.